Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Bretton Cliffs Flea Circus. I'm a shy talk. Shy talk. I, I like that. That's oh. very good. I, I have the uh, the very unfortunate name of Snutter. Snutter. Okay. I know yeah. who you are. I've got your card yeah. marked. Well, it's yes. suspicious. Thank you for uh-huh. listening, everyone. Welcome to Bretton Cliffs Flea Circus. This week, we're going to talk about a very fun show. Fun? Is that right? We'll get to it later. Yes. But it's Crocodile yes. Shoes, written uh-huh. by, starring, theme tuned by, produced by. Don't know, probably pr- private projector shows by good old Jimmy <laughs> Neil. Um, yeah. Before we get to that, and we're going to welcome our friend Dan back to the show who's been on before. And also, uh, we've got music from a man called mm-hmm. Bill Fever later on. Um, and before that, though, how are you doing, Brett? Yeah, Is it Fever? You're the, you're the English major. That's what I'm going to call you. Major. <laughs> yeah. That's what the Americans say, yeah. isn't well, it? I'm, you're the I'm, English major. Well, you're, the, you're just a sophomore. <laughs> I'm not even that. I'm not even that. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I'm all right, man. I'm okay. You know, hanging in there mm-hmm. as, as ever. I'm just a bit tired now. Remember last week I... Um, I couldn't remember the, the film I'd watch, but I was yes. insistent I'd watch one. I've remembered <laughs> what it is now. It was uh, the new James Bond film. All oh, right, okay. Forgettable yeah. then. Exactly, aye. Uh-huh. So that's that's why I forgot it. Still is a prick he is. is um, Rami Malik in this? Oh, I like him, though. Do I like uh, Rami Malik. yeah. I, I think he's good. But uh, I think he was the only good one in it. I'm not keen so. on him. Seems a bit of a sad sack. Sad sack, you reckon? I think he'd be a good joker. I think I might have said that before, but uh, I think he'd be good as the joker. Well, everybody gets a go eventually, I think, so we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for my turn. That'll be good. <laughs> well, I said everyone, mostly famous people, but, you know, they'll probably oh, get around them the likes of me and you after a while. Um, I don't think I've watched any films this week. Don't think so. Um, no? Maybe I did. I'm the same as you. I'm just me, me mine's mush. <laughs> it is. And there was a Paul McCartney thing on on uh, 
on BBC, wasn't it? Uh, like three hours of McCartney or something. I didn't yeah. even watch that. Yeah, what's because Bob Bottmer's did an interview with him, hasn't he? But what's where's that? I just keep seeing pictures well, of them next to each other, <laughs> but where is it? I don't know. That's that was one of the reasons why I was like, you know, gonna watch it because yeah, I, I assumed I that was in there. within the three hours. Yeah, I thought I might no. be on there, but instead it was yeah. Idris Elba, which seems weird. And, <laughs> did off, you watch off, it off a year ago? It's it's old. Is it old, is it's it? It's off when he brought oh, out his uh, McCartney 3 album. That was part of the release for that. Oh, I, think, I saw a little bit of him with the Idris Elba, actually. Uh, I think, to think uh, of this new stuff is because he's got that book out about lyrics. It's meant to be very good. Right. And uh-huh. is it tonight that Get Back comes out? Yes, I think it is. I heard it on the radio, yeah. So that, that's well, I'm very uh, much that's looking exciting. forward to that there. So mm-hmm. as soon as I can get me... Me, me peepers on that. I'll be, yeah, I'll be devouring too. it with my eyes and ears and brain, yes. probably part of it as well. Um, but yeah, <laughs> what else have I done this week? I've, I've eaten some salmon. Oh, <laughs> so it's got boring, hasn't it? I've, I've, eat, yeah. I just I've eaten some it? salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything with the salmon or was it just salmon? Uh, it was dark, so I'm not sure what came with this what you it was that like a i don't know like you were locked in a room and you had no, to eat just, salmon. just had the lights off well as you ate the salmon <laughs> why'd you do that for a sense of peril i don't know <laughs> right don't know. do you always well, do that at, when you eat fish i was at an event last night. <laughs> normally guess the fish guess the fish guess the fish i got it in four guesses it's bloody salmon <laughs> Bloody salmon again. It was the same last week, man. So was salmon. I don't know why I keep just keep think, saying something else. It bought more out of hope than anything else. Is it halibut? Is it halibut this week? <laughs> don't be stupid. No, I was at an event. <laughs> I was at an event last night, um, mm-hmm. a work thing, and it was uh, it was nice dinner actually. And but yeah, it was dark, so it was salmon in some kind of very thin soup, very thin, almost. Watery, but like thin, like soup. Water, <laughs> coloured water. That's the worst kind of soup. <laughs> it, it was like coloured water and some noodles. Um, <laughs> this sounds awful. But the salmon, the salmon was very good. It was all nice. Was it was it? all nice. You lived the life of Riley, you Cliff, didn't you? <laughs> that's the gut of it. People send you turkey dinners. You get spit roasted whenever you require it. God, what you like? I know. I should count me lucky stars, shouldn't I? You should, you should, you really should. Instead of just moaning about everything all the time. <laughs> I mean, calamities happen to you. I mean, karma, it, it kind of weighs out, doesn't it? It's not there's karma. plenty of calamities. for these things. It's not karma. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're getting them. So, uh, you know, I think you should be punished. Hello, Dan. How are you doing? Hello. You all right? Hello, Dan. How are you, Brett? How's it going, my friend? It's going well, thanks. I've had a lovely bath tonight, and uh, and I'm enjoying a nice kind of pure piranha hard salsa. Well, I, where do you get that from, Dan? Uh, it comes with my um, weekly Ocado shopping delivery. Oh, now Brett's having a go at me for being fancy, but I certainly don't get a weekly Ocado shopping delivery. No, you just get sent turkey dinners through the post. Well... Yeah, big letterbox is over there. 
It's a shame no one else does. Well, I like those seltzers. Brett, you had them before? A seltzer? Yeah, um, I've had alcohol seltzer. No, the answer's no, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) The answer's no. I don't think I have. Uh, Does spritzer count? Let's just say yes for the sake of ending this conversation. I thought it was going to go better. Dan, it's great to see you, mate. Uh, Regular listeners of the show will have followed, have heard us talking about you. Obviously, had a big operation. Um, how long ago is it now? It's um, it's coming up in five months. Oh wow, long time. How's well? How do you feel after five months? Is it going okay? I hope so. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gradually getting back to fitness. Um, obviously not not quite at the level I was pre-op, but um, certainly a lot better than I was immediately afterwards. Um, and the concentration's coming on. Um, like I say, I'm getting gradually a bit more active. Um, obviously. Good. Not not as much as I would like, but no bad thing at this time of year because obviously it's me time of year for hibernating anyway. Yeah, yeah. Any murderous spies the cold. No, no, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to carry them out even if I did. <laughs> in, in no physical uh, physical state to do so. Oh well. It would be wasted. <laughs> it would have to be meticulously plotted and um <laughs> involve minimal energy on uh, my point. Certainly you'll just have to revert the poison, won't you? <laughs> Poison's a woman's weapon, breath. <laughs> uh, you won't, you won't uh, stoop so low, would you, Well, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't transgress, uh, transgress me, uh, me said general in that way. Uh, all, all that kind of worms. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> right, Dad. Swiftly close the lid on that. We've said we're uh, going to talk about crocodile shoes. Um, which is a 1994 BBC programme. I think it was BBC, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. was. S- written by, starring, and in part directed by Sir Jimmy, Sir Jimmy Neil, as you sir these days. Sure Sir James of Neil. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, also songs by, called by Jimmy Neil as well. Dan, do you want to tell us why you picked it? Uh, well, Crocodile Shoes is one of my uh, one of my all time favourite TV series. It's got a holds a, a dear place in my heart for a number of reasons. Um, did you know for starters that it was the first album I ever owned on CD? <laughs> no, well, that's a very Ooh. good reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I got for Christmas in I think it was nineteen ninety four um, uh-huh. a brand new CD music system plus the CD of uh, soundtrack of Jimmy Neil Crocodile Shoes series one. Um, do you know, by the way, what was the first album I ever owned on cassette? Oh, um, was it a wrestling one? No, uh, I'm gonna say Jive Bunny. No, no, uh, I never, I never liked the Jive Bunny albums, the, the remainders of school discos. Uh, I got, got sick of them uh, in those days, <laughs> uh, but no, no, the first, the first cassette album I ever owned was uh, The Very Best of the London Boys. Oh, right, okay, that was quite short then. Yeah. <laughs> was it the only boys think I've been thinking about you? That, uh, that that's them? the ones, yeah, yeah. That's Holland Nights and uh, no, Holland Desire and London Nights. That was uh, that was the, the hit. Yeah, that's, that's a great so, song. That one. Is it fair to say, Wardy, that you played that CD to death? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I think I well, after I'd scratched, I think I scratched a couple of the middle tracks off it. Uh, <laughs> What deliberately? When he goes, yeah, when he goes into the kind of country ballad part of it, but uh, 
apart from that stunk us start to finish. You, you didn't uh, scratch cowboy dreams off, did you? I didn't I mean how I know it's the early days. It was the first first CD I owned. I wouldn't uh, I didn't have that level of technical expertise to know how to scratch the <laughs> CD. Uh, somehow don't believe me. <laughs> but no, but no, no. I, love, I love Cowboy James. Cowboy James was uh, quote, well, it was written in fact by Paddy McAloon by uh, that's right, yeah, from, from Prefab Sprout, who are one of my favorite 80s bands. Um, yeah, have you heard the Paddy McAloon or Prefab Sprout version of, of that? It's got the albums Gunman and other uh-huh. Cowboy or other, yeah, it's, uh, or uh, but counterintuitively, it's nowhere near as good as Jimmy Nails. No, is it? It's not. I'm, I'm glad. I like. I love Paddy McAloon, but um, mm-hmm. the, I I think the Jimmy Nails version is definitely definitely better. Like it is. Like there's not even a patch on it. I think, in, in yeah. my humble opinion, I am HO. <laughs> I think it's good. Good that we're all in agreement on that one. Uh, well, we can yeah. So um, so yeah. Good personal memories. Like I said, it was my first CD album, and also uh. A, a great album, a great memory from the university days, a fleeting great memory, was um, when I, uh, I found uh, the full first series of Crocodile Shoes in HMV in Sunderland on VHS uh, on sale for two ninety nine. Um, I remember. Oh, um, I think, Cliff, I think you were probably at uni at the same time as me. Um, Didn't it, he nick it? He nicked it. He's nicked everything else. I don't, think, I don't think he nicked it. I think it's no, still, uh, still knocking about the bowels of your house somewhere. Of course, but, um, I'm, I'm sure it's he remembers. Unfair reputation. I remember that day very well, and I was very <laughs> pleased for you buying it. And Brett, the only yeah, was, thing, yeah, I'm, and I'm he's, he's eyes lit up, didn't The it? only thing he's I'm taking off anybody is that fucking eyes. CD. It's your CD. It's the only thing I've ever stolen off anyone. What about all your mom's records? That's family. You can't steal off your family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, like, actually, a, a, a point of order there. I'm sure I am um, both Terry Duckworth and Nick Cotton, nasty Nick Cotton, stole from family multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And what do you think of them? I, I don't want to be lumped in with those two. Well, you've lumped yourself <laughs> I, in with them. I think you've got a way to go in terms of, of uh, the black sheep status to get, uh, get to the point of those two. But, anyway, uh, sorry, but yeah, that day, that day, I remember it. I remember it like it was yesterday. I arrived at university with uh, an HMV, a small HMV plastic carrier. And I think I remember saying to you, look, look at this. I found the full series of Crocodile Shoes on VHS for $2.99. I was delighted. And then that very morning, I also found out that Sunderland had appointed Howard Wilkinson as manager, and uh, needless to say, my joy turned to ashes in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what a day, a day of ups and downs. Um, if I remember right, you then found the second series on VHS not so long after, also in the sale. I, I did, but I ignored it because I wasn't a fan of the second series. <laughs> yeah, the second one's not as good as the first one. I think everybody's got the same opinion. It's a uh... It's the first one's like a rank the riches type of thing, but not just that, is it? It's like the the music exec or whatever. He's a bit nefarious, isn't he? And he's he's uh, not exactly it about? honest. Tell us what it's about. What's the crocodile shoes about? Right, yeah. it's it's basically um, about a guy who works in a factory from the northeast of England, um, who's offered a record deal by, like I say, a less than honest record executive that's mm-hmm. basically what it's about and it's about his sort of rise to fame and stuff like that but from memory the the record exec and stuff is he sort of again nefarious and stuff like that 
and it, he's he's sort of stole the demo tape from the record company. I'm sure Dan will fill us in on this one. Yeah, that's that about, that's, that's that about the size of it. Yeah. So obviously that that sort of puts the kibosh on uh, on Jed's career, doesn't it? Thinks it's going to stall before it's even begun, type thing. Yeah. So well, it puts it puts him at the center of a a, a tug of war that he basically wants no part of. Yeah. Um, it makes him a pawn in a wider political game among a uh, sleazy record company executives. Yeah, which uh-huh. I, it's so it's uh, Jimmy Nail plays Jed Shepard, uh, mm-hmm. who's I mean great name for a start. What do you? Th- yeah. There's, so there's probably the two main points to talk about in this are what do you think of Jimmy Nail and what do you talk? What do you think about the music? We've already covered that. We quite like the music, <laughs> uh, but it's only it's unusual, isn't it? It's an unusual choice of music and song and singer that only somebody who's making their own show could probably get away with doing. What I liked in it was that I think they did quite a good job of broaching that uh, that topic. That um, he has this. Uh, it introduces the record company executive who's called Adrian Lynn, is mm-hmm. yeah. a fellow who's kind of he's been like a big shot A and R man in the past, like hit after hit after hit. By all mm-hmm. by all accounts in the series, but by this point he's kind of seen as losing his touch. Yeah, and his boss Richard Hillman off Coronation Street yeah. was <laughs> trying to force him out the door. Um, but Ed, who uh, were told at the start as well by one of his co-workers, who's all of his co-workers, I don't know if you noticed, but they seem to be massively over the top, manic, slimy London cokeheads. Um, <laughs> yeah, but also and, I, against his cokeheads. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's not bringing in the bands, is he? He's signing um, awful Guns and Roses ripoffs, isn't he? <laughs> what, uh, what's that band called? The awful. The the Rough Boys. The Rough Boys. That's it. <laughs> I think they were the uh, the the precursor to the Ordinary Boys. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a part as well where the record exec goes. They're sitting around the table and they go, nobody wants anything to do with this drugs and drinks shit anymore. Yeah, and like. <laughs> The, the year after Oasis would sort of be <laughs> well, around. Then, so like I think they're not wrong about that bit. When it so came they, out. I mean, think even at that point, the bands that Oasis replaced were like the likes of Two Unlimited and that. So, uh, uh, and the Prodigy, so I don't know how far it went. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the start, like this, this, uh, this rival A&R man tells Aid that it's it's been, been ages since he last signed a happening act. <laughs> Um, yeah, chasing and, them and down, the, down the corridor, shouting, them. shouting. Is that Ronnie? <laughs> it is Ronnie. I Ronnie. Does he yell, yells that down the corridor. Ages since you've signed a happening act. You're an out of control <laughs> man, Ed. Um, uh-huh. And and Ed obviously bounces back over the course of the series by signing a forty-year-old country and western singer from uh, from Newcastle. <laughs> what, what I was going to say is, like, I, I quite like the fact that it it does sort of broach like audience. Presumably, audience disbelief at this situation. Like, <laughs> how is how is this fella going to get his mojo? How is he going to turn up to Richard Hilton's office and say, "Look, look at this fella. I've got a fella who's worked on a magic lathe, and he's going to sing <laughs> interesting songs, and and that's going to be my new happening act for you." But I mean, the they do next, try and explain it a bit, don't they? With like the Garth Brooks and stuff, and exactly the, the other guy that comes over. Obviously, country and, and it, it's massive in America. Isn't the it? American big shot yeah. who comes over, and- yeah. It's like, oh, the, the units it sells. The <laughs> units. <laughs> Shifting units over there. There's a, there's a really 
boring conversation where it's been explained where he's going, well, tell me how much, how much in sales? And he's going, well, Garth Brooks, one album in, four, yeah. like <laughs> four hit singles. <laughs> You're looking at 10 million. And he's like, okay, well, yeah. who else? And then whoever else he says on that, you're like, fuck that. Billy album. Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. One album yeah. in. <laughs> it's like, fuck hell, all right. <laughs> you know, from that, those, from that scene, you know that those are the two albums on rotation on Jimmy Nail's contact, yeah. contact yeah. there at the time. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing this, uh, that I like that they say is that um, they talk about how the popular country and Western stars of the time are like older fellas and, and older women who like, they, they seem like they know what they're singing about because yeah. they've got life yeah. experience. And that mm-hmm. sort of sets you up for the next scene where, I think it's a producer, mate of AIDS, who says to Ed when he's met Jed, well, I hope he's a, a stupendous songwriter because he looks like a bag of shite. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I disagree with that sentiment because I think I think more pop stars should have no teeth. That's what I think. <laughs> well, you know who else? You know who else would disagree with that sentiment, Brett? It's uh-huh. a man called uh, Nick Dent Robinson who interviewed Jimmy Neal. Right. And listen to this description. Of them, um, the bulk of Neil's audience has always been women. Neil <laughs> poses the sort of enigma they relish. Ooh, what do you think? Of that? I don't think Jimmy Neil is anywhere near being an enigma. He's a six foot five brute. <laughs> like, <laughs> nor do I think that the bulk of his audience are women. In fact, <laughs> the only Jimmy Neil fans that I know are like. Our group of friends. Well, he, he was voted the sexiest man in Britain at this around about this time, wasn't he? I'm sure he was. <laughs> I've got Tell no you what, he would never win. He would never win on the basis of this rear of the year because he's a very thin man. <laughs> you'll never get you'll never get that those tight jeans on really. <laughs> I think the series opens with a, a picture. A shot of him in his undercrackers, doesn't it? That's right. He's yeah. always in his crackers, isn't he? Yeah. It's like a throwback to Oz, isn't it? Nice awful, pair of old style Y fronts. This is yeah. an awful bit where he's brushing his teeth. Like, I'm not going to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's combing his long hair. I think he's class. Huh? The thing is about uh, Jimmy Neal, whenever he's on something, you, you can't wait for him to come back on. That's what that's that's what the impression I get every time. If it's Alfie's Ian, you always want Oz to be back on. What's yeah. Oz gonna do? Whatever, do you know what I mean? And he's not really in this a lot. It's it's it, the first episode. It's more about the record producer and what he's getting up to and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm like longing as I'm watching this for for Jimmy Neal to come back on. Do you know what I mean? These conversations with his sister and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I, I think it's really good. I think the I think the portrayal of Northeast kind of working class people is pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can tell it's done by somebody with experience of it instead of being made by London types, which is obviously like what yeah. he's like, the entire point of this show is pretty much that, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. his record career, this is him having to go at being mismanaged or mishandled in his record career and, uh, <clears throat> and however he's been portrayed. But I think the scenes with his mates in the factory and, uh, Brendan Healy in the pub. And his sister, I, I think his sister's great. Melanie Hill, who's in Coronation Street now, thinks she's excellent yeah, in this. There's some she great is. scenes between the two of them. She's mm-hmm. she's always a really warm kind of presence and there's a good good bit of banter between the two of them. I, I think all of those scenes are really good. And the, the London types 
are really unlikable and obnoxious, which is obviously what yeah. how you're meant to feel watching it. It's and the great yeah, Sammy Johnson as well, as well, with Sammy Johnson's in it as well, isn't he? So that's it's nice like who's doing Northeast actors from the 90s, isn't it? It yeah. is, it is, mate. Aye. Uh-huh. It's, it's nice pretty much if you watch Spender, it's all the same faces turn up in Spender as well. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Spender, never seen a second of it. Are you not? Yeah. Only that, uh, that clip of the Metro that everybody plays all the time. Vera. In that period, it was still very much when you whenever, whenever you got the Northeast represented in a, a TV show, it was very much the emphasis on the Northeast as an industrial area, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. very much that kind of, I suppose, mythologised um, image of the Northeast as a, a sort of tightly knit community, working class community. And of course, that's, that is there from the start of Crocodile Shoes. And I think, yeah, it, I mean, it's a classic kind of small town boy goes to the big city yeah. and mm-hmm. it makes good. Um, but there's that naivety that comes across in Jed, but also we're led to, we're encouraged to think that where Jed comes from and the community that he comes from is ingrained the right the right morals in him versus mm, yeah. London, where it's all this doggy dog area where everyone's yes they've got more money they've got more prosperity but everyone's backstabbing and there's no loyalty either amongst your your friends or your workmates or your, even your your romantic relationships, whereas mm. where where. Jed Shepard comes from everyone looks after each other and there's that strong sense of community mm-hmm. um, and yeah I think even the likes of RV the same path um, to a lesser extent Spender had that that sort of element to it as well um, mm-hmm. and I, I do kind of miss that I think with, with the sort of things obviously the northeast isn't that kind of area now in terms of I mean we still have some ties but it's being lost in terms of the generations from the deindustrialization. Mm-hmm. Um so I do kind of miss that. I know certainly there's there's going to be no way I don't think that future generations will look back on the likes of Geordie Shaw with the same fondness that we look back on. No, definitely not. No, no, I think you're right. And it's a, it is a shame, isn't it? Like, a, a, I mean, it's the the march of time and progression, whether that progression is a, is a good thing overall or not. But one of the things that it brings is that erosion of the, the traditional family values and stuff like that. And you can place a too much emphasis on that stuff, I think. But when I think back about you know the stories, me Nana would tell us about where she grew up in Shields and how the community, the street where she lived, and even when we were kids and we would go <clears throat> see each other's families, like your, you know, your your family lived around the back of my Nana's, and we would just walk around to each other's places and go in for cups of tea and stuff like that. Like, this doesn't happen now, does it? People, no, we just talk to each other on the other side of the world, but. Uh, like, you know, nobody's hopping around for tea to their house or anything. No, that's what the kids are doing as well, aren't they? You know, not necessarily the other side of the world, but they're talking to their mates on the Xboxes and the mm-hmm. Playstations and stuff like that. They're not going out and, and socialising like we did or anything like that. It's just completely different, isn't it? Completely instead, different, of, right? instead of offering cups of tea to their neighbours, what they do now is just take a picture of that cup of tea and put it on Instagram. Exactly, <laughs> yes, that's true. That is then, true. Then play on Fortnite. Yes, <laughs> that is true. Um, I, I think Jimmy Neal's really good in this. I think he plays it, plays I think it really he's well. Good at everything. The, the right, I uh, love him and everything. The, he's the right. I mean, he hasn't been in that much since this, has he? Like, really, a few things. Well, I was, again, in, the, in that interview by Nick Dent Robinson from the late nineties, I was reading that he had retired from acting in uh, in nineteen ninety seven to concentrate on his music career. Obviously, he came back for the later series of LV the same after that. Yeah. But uh, in 1996, apparently, he was the highest paid actor on British television. Was he? 
Yeah. Well, wasn't been he the also in some uh, program where he was like a manager of a kids band or something like that? Yeah, I vaguely I, remember. Yeah, yeah, that, that. was um, 2010 or something, uh, or maybe yeah. a, little, a little bit after that. Um, yeah, he's the manager of. It's like how to mm-hmm. how to get ahead with your parents or something like that. I don't like, know. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the the latest thing he has been in was that was the last ship, wasn't it? With that Sting wrote the the uh, the stage musical, and mm-hmm. I don't think that ended very well for him. I think he got fired from that or whatever, didn't he? Or what about so he the, uh, ways. Kept getting constantly booked for. Uh, for for Gateshead and it kept getting constantly cancelled and rescheduled. Did it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah that's yeah, a yeah. Bad, isn't it? Did I you try and go, Wardy? Did you? Uh, I probably did, but I think that, well, I, I would have. I would obviously after the first couple of uh, reschedulings, it, it seemed a bit like the boy who cried wolf. Is like, does this yeah. thing exist? You know, uh-huh. um, I think it would have been described or is it just a, a title? I think it would mm-hmm. have been described as a troubled production. In the press, yeah. Huh? <laughs> can Can you remember watching this as a kid? Because I it was a, a, an event in my house, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, shoes. But I yeah, sat I down with the family that. and watched it and stuff. Same with Spender and Alfida Zane, even though I was very young, but I still remember watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, it was it was a, it was a program we looked forward to each week. And um, mm-hmm. what what would you say is your favorite song from the series? Well, I like Cowboy Dreams. I can't, uh, I can't shy away from Cowboy Dreams, even though it's not written by Neil or anything. But like used to have just said there, his version is is better than the Prefab Sprout one, isn't it? So, yeah, that's what my else is favorite. On, what I else think. is on the album? Well, um, the I like the track Dragons, uh, which is a, a slow but uh, but menacing ballad, and mm-hmm. then. Um, I like that and Cowboy Dreams. I think are my two favourites. Like I say, there's a few in the middle that are, that are kind of like a bit sort of yeah. Small. But calling out your name's good like as well, isn't it? I like that. Yeah, it's one. decent, but I wouldn't have released it as his first single. Nah, no chance. That's yeah. a, I would say that's a, a bad move. Probably should have released the song Crocodile Shoes to go alongside the TV show Crocodile Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, at the time that this came out, I mean, he, he was massive. Um, do you know what I mean? He was touring, he was selling out arenas and stuff like that. Me mom and dad went to see him in Newcastle, had a fantastic time and stuff like that. It's he was just huge, wasn't he? Not just is that the, is that the show that he did? Is that the show that he did a live video from? Around I that think time? there's one on YouTube, isn't it? But I think that's yeah. Sheffield's. I think that's Sheffield, but it's the same tour. Yeah, it's the same tour for sure. I think because he, he does a bizarre dance during a during the start of Ain't No Doubt. I don't know if you remember that. There's a, <laughs> I, the, I haven't seen up to that bit. No, I watched a little big, bit. Yeah, the big, the big soulful drum beat of Ain't No Doubt kicks in on. Uh-huh. And Jimmy Neal, all you, you see him do is he's standing with his hands in his pockets and he's kind of bent over at a forty-five degree angle, uh-huh. facing away from the audience and just starts stamping his feet, stamping his feet like a madman. Um, and it, it's it's one of the most bizarre dances I've seen, apart from <laughs> Phil Collins running round and round, the, round and round the stage at the start of Serious It's Life. But, um, I've, Listen, yeah, I've just started just, listening uh, to insane. Love Will Find Someone For You. Yeah, that's all right. Um, Slow ballad. How would you describe Jimmy Neal's singing voice? Uh, surprising. Where, what's his name? Aid Lynn or whatever he's called. Um, who, by the way, he's not that old to be washed up. Like he's, yeah. he must be about thirty. 
I, I, like, I looked it up and that that was he was about thirty five when okay. uh, when the series was made. Okay, and Jimmy Neal was forty. So he's like he stopped in his tracks when he puts it on, isn't he? Like and he yeah. starts playing it for people and all I can think of. And bear in mind, I like Jimmy Neal and I like the songs. There's no way other than disbelief. There's no way I would listen to it and be like, shit, I've got to play this for someone. Like he's fight. It's it's. Unusually high for such a big man. <laughs> it is. Uh, Jimmy Neal himself. Do you want to know how Jimmy Neal himself describes his voice? Okay. Go yeah. on then. Husky and riddled with melancholia. <laughs> Dave? But it's so high on this. <laughs> it's not husky. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the interviewer doesn't pick him up. But at that point, he doesn't say, but it's just high, Jimmy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what about sounds um, like it's still breaking a bit. Do you think he plays uh, that up a bit too much because he's got that album, ten great songs, one okay voice or something? It's called like it's all yeah. covers. Yeah. I mean, at some point, I mean, I don't really believe he thinks all of that. Otherwise, he would he wouldn't keep making TV shows where he sings all the time, would he? Like he and have another character that's describing as having a beautiful <laughs> voice. A beautiful voice. <laughs> he's got. He's got He's got to think that he's a good singer. Like, so why do you keep? Wait, I, I like his voice. I think he is a good singer. Uh, see if you can guess what uh, what song this reviewer from the Newcastle Journal is describing. He described it as a, a mournful song where he sings and talks. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. <laughs> yes. I, I, would, I would. I would dispute. <laughs> the only bit of that review I would dispute is the bit where he says he sings. <laughs> There's a little bit though. I think thing. he just talks on that record. I think he, I I'm think he, a fool. I think it's basically a rap song. <laughs> Why don't you pretend? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a rap. It's a Geordie rap. Geordie <laughs> rap. Is, don't need yeah, that one. It's probably, I would say, like now that we're thinking about it, it has to be thought about retrospectively. I would say it's probably the song that popularised rap music in England. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been no, no Richard Blackwood without Jimmy Nell. That's what I say. Exactly. He got he got expelled from school. Do you know why he got expelled from school, Dan? Um, did he um, did he lock up Martin Luther King's um, dad in uh, in a, a building? <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he well, that did. was that was Samuel. That was why Samuel L. Jackson got expelled. No stories mixed up. What did he do? Brett? No, it wasn't quite as good as that. He he, he set the curtains on fire. Oh. Right, that's why he's voice. Well, he's just just well, he's fantastic looks. Yeah. Did you did you notice? Um, speaking of, mentioned that Richard Hillman from Coronation Street was in there. Mm-hmm. Did you mm-hmm. notice that uh, that Bert Young from Rocky was in there as well? Yeah. What? I really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't say that. He only turns up in about the the fourth episode of the series, but he's an, an American uh, music manager fella. He's the manager of this uh, oh, right. Western song. Oh, who the, the, yeah, the girl from Uncle Buck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the lovely Alex Kingston's in it as well. Lovely it? Alex Kingston. Yeah, she's in there as well. Mol I didn't like the aggressive way in which that aid grabbed her breasts. No, I don't like that. I didn't like that bit. Yeah, I don't like them. Good. 
Well, Dan, I think we're running out of time. So we'll say goodbye to you. You can finish your seltzer in the peace of your own apartment. Thank you for joining oh, us. Um, it has been a pleasure as always. And thank you for suggesting Crocodile Shoes. Maybe we'll do Spender yes, next time and I can revisit. Or maybe one of you can try and recreate the Metro journey. And when we can all do the an dive. episode of it. <laughs> all the dive. All the dive over <laughs> the pool table. That'll be, that'll be the first test once I feel like I'm fully recovered. With the new <laughs> yeah. I'll chase the Metro. Chase, chase some sort of crook on the, on the Metro <laughs> line. Right. Okay. Well, we'll check back in with you after that. Okay. Mm-hmm. See you later, Dan. Cheers, lads. See you. Bye, bye. you man. Bye-bye. So that was good to see Dan and nice to talk a little bit more about the great Jimmy Nell. Um, it certainly was. But I'm what a lovely fellow, Mr. Ward. Is, of isn't course, he? of course. A lo- lovely bloke and good to see him doing well. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Fair play. I don't know how he did it. I had I had her- hernia operation and felt like shit for about mm. six weeks, moaning to everyone. And he had a new heart. And was getting on with it with less fuss than I was. So yeah, what a guy, man! <laughs> yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, but I've got some Jimmy Nail, uh, a Jimmy Nail quiz for you. Ooh, right. We should ask Wardy, shouldn't you? You would have gotten all the answers right, wouldn't you? Well, I don't know. True or false quiz. So it's simple as that. Just true or false. Oh well. Okay. Oh well. Let. So you've got. I think that means you've got fifty-fifty chance. Yeah. Either that, or you know. 25%? Something like that. Anyway, it's a good... You've got a good odds. Anyway. Good odds. Good odds. Five questions. True or false? False. Well, true or false, Jimmy Neal was one of the first Britons to own a Breville toasty maker. Oh! I would say that that's true because I, I could imagine that he loves these toasties, does Jimmy? Yes, it is he? true. And uh, unfortunately, he broke it. Because he put too much beans in one once. Sad that. Beans? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not too sure about a bean toast. Exactly. Well, that's why it broke. It's because it's a misuse. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> there, should, there should be a warning, no beans. Surely it's just meant for cheese. Cheese and ham, cheese and onion. Yeah. Cheese and beans. Mm. I don't it beans is too nah. too much liquid for a sandwich, it is. isn't it? It certainly is. Yeah. Anyway, true or false, Jimmy Neal has never done a second of DIY in his life. True. That's false. Sorry, it's false. Oh, well, up, of course, he's he awesome in that, isn't he? He put a couple of shells for his mom once. So, and he used to work in the shipyards, didn't he, where my dad used to work? That's, well, that's, Hunter, not, so. that's not DIY, though. That's, well, it's similar, that's isn't it? You're, like, you're bashing, you're bashing do, things. Do it someone else. You shop blasting things and that. Okay, whatever. It's the same stuff. Right, so you've got one out of two there. Um, true or false, Neil played a character called Clayface the Goblin in a series called The Tenth Kingdom alongside the dwarf, sorry, alongside Warrington Davis. <laughs> are you not allowed to say that anyway? I don't think you are. are you not I didn't even have it written down. Dwarf, Warwick Davis. <laughs> What you just added that bit? I did it. I did it. Right. Hell of it. I'd lim- <laughs> I'd, I think that that's true. It is true. Yeah, I've never seen it, but apparently he's in that. Is it like a fantasy thing? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Sounds probably mm-hmm. right up your street. Yeah, I love me fantasies. 
Okay, true or false, there was a 1930s Hollywood actor also with the name Jimmy Nail who tried to sue Geordie Jimmy for copyright infringement but died before he managed to get the case in a courtroom. Well, I think that could be true. That sadly is false. Oh, that's a shame. That the is, the that guy is a did shame. exist, but he took it as a compliment. Well, that's, that, that's more power to him then, isn't it, if he's done that? Yeah. Okay, and the last Definitely. one. Last one, true or mm-hmm. false. Jimmy Nail successfully sued News of the World for making up false stories about him. Well, this is true because I read about this yeah, earlier. Sadly, it's true for us because they're all made up otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. But what was Trust that the about? Sonny. I mean, they're just so they're just nice people, aren't they? So nice. How could they do it? What was this? Um, not I only read that there was like a defamation. Um, case or something that he brought he only won 30 grand or whatever which isn't a lot, lot of well, money no, I, I suppose it's more it. about getting them to admit that what the wrote was made up than the money. yeah but i mean i don't know what it was that they wrote about him but um i read a quote from jimmy neil saying that it was the worst day of his life when he picked up the newspaper and read it but i don't know what it was maybe you're not allowed to know anymore because it's false <laughs> I don't know. So it, the cold case has done its job. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 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 well. That's the quiz. Well, 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 I think you got six out of five. I think I got everyone right. I got twenty five percent. Um. So the music. Yes, I got the name of the guy wrong. Did I? Yeah, I think you did. I'm sure. Yeah, it's, uh, the music this week is is Bill Feber. Um, with Why money goes to bloody Why, is it not fever? Why isn't it fever? Because it hasn't got an A in it. What do you mean it hasn't got an A in it? The word fever doesn't have an A in it. It does. What, like I've got a fever? Like Saturday night fever? Well, Brett, this you are wrong, so wrong. Am I? There's no A in that one. <laughs> are you sure? Yes. Well, like, like I say, you're the English major, aren't you? <laughs> I was sure. That um, Saturday Night Fever had a A in it. Well, like Beaver. <laughs> you get the like word Beaver, fever confused, confused with the animal uh, hey, Beaver. <laughs> hey, I never confuse anything with Beaver. I know okay. exactly what it is. Thank you right. very much. Okay. Well, well you say who you, you say sound like that? you're at a frat party now. I sound like I'm at a frat party. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It hasn't got an A. I, I did. I, why did I think it had an A? When have you started lying down? Well, I'm very tired, you know. <laughs> Are you actually <laughs> so, lying down? <laughs> I, I am on. I am on the the the, the is long. Will you treat me with the respect that I deserve, please? <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. <laughs> I most certainly will not. You never treat me with the respect that I deserve. I'm always upright. Yeah, well, you're getting your balls out and all kinds of stuff generally. Sometimes you're naked. It's, it's the respect that you deserve, Brett. <laughs> there you go. I'm lying down again. Okay, yes, you I think there. you're right, aren't you? It's, it's fever, isn't it? Yes, I think it's Bill Fever. Um, mm. Which, well, sorry, Bill. Um, Bill Fever. Not as good a name, is it? Bill Fever. Fever. Um, so Bill is a singer-songwriter. Musician from uh, Kettering, of course. Yes. The team that Gaza took over um, <laughs> as a manager. It's very for, short-lived. For about two games, I think, or maybe just yeah. one. 
Or maybe half a documentary. Did he not start like halfway through a game or something? I think he was a couple of games, but then for some reason he had a bandage on his neck and had to leave. Well, pretty hell, Gaza. I seem, um, I seem to remember that. Well, talking about Gaza, he's on the, uh, the Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortmore doing a Christmas special fishing with Gaza. Are they? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be good there. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Do you want to put a little bit on to see how long it'll be before he starts crying? <laughs> Go on then. But like his appearance. I so think, how many minutes after his I, appearance? I think it'll be four minutes after his initial appearance on the show. Do you? Mm-hmm. I will go. I'll go a little bit more than that. I'll go five minutes. Five minutes. Okay. So you. Five minutes. What you've done there is you've beaten us. By going one more, so you've beating got the rest it, beating of it. beating and beating and beating. You've got the rest of the show there, haven't you? So anything yes. over four minutes, you win. I've got a window yeah. of three minutes for that to happen. There you but, go. So hope all I can hope is uh Bob Mortimer asks Gaza about absolutely anything in his life, and he'll start crying before that three minutes <laughs> is up. It's it's gonna happen. You know it. You just know. Hopefully, the first thing he says is, "Gaza, do you ever miss playing football, mate?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you ever miss the swift half in the pub? <laughs> anyway, no, I'm looking we, forward to that. Like, we're giving Bill some short shrift here, aren't we? Um, right. yeah, you are. I am sorry, sorry, Bill. Sorry to everyone who's listening. Bill Fever. Uh, yeah, Bill really Fever. Um, I, I quite like this. I didn't really know how to pigeonhole the track, which I guess is a good thing. Um, is it good? Ah, it reminded me um, of like a, a late seventies track or something like that. That's what yeah, it reminded a bit me like of. Punky post-punk kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, it's uh-huh. called "Money Goes to Bloody Money," which I thought was a good name as well. Uh, yeah, and the EP is exactly the same name as well. So give it a listen because it's really good. Can you still play music while well, what? <laughs> it's starting to play. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's twice uh, now you did that. I'm, I'm tired. It's after midnight here, man. I, I need to go to bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Bill, thank you for sending a song in. I hope everyone yeah. else enjoys it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Dan, for coming on. Thank you, Jimmy Neil, for being fantastic. Thank you, Gaza, for winning with me bet next Christmas. And we'll see mm-hmm. you later. See ya.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.